This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 or 12.50 a.m. The Fan, as we are doing the Spare Time Bowling Show podcast. And yet one more time, along with our guy, uh, Phil Bryle, he goes by uh, Two Dollar Phil. He is here, as is Dwight Albert from the Spare Time uh, Pro Bowling Shop there in New Berlin, Wisconsin, and uh, a guest to, to join us uh, on the Spare Time Bowling Show to lead off things. Uh, he joins us now. He is Mike Sleds, the director of membership for the PBA. Mike, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, I guess first things first. So when, when it says director of membership, what does that mean exactly that you do? Uh, I direct the membership. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, that's a great question. I, I mean, it, it's literally a jack of all trades and master of none, sort of. Um, but I do handle all of the membership for the PBA and PBA Junior. Uh, a, a lot of things that happen to, to go along with member services. So, for example, uh, player agreements for individual sponsors on jerseys, jersey approvals. Uh, a lot of tournament structures, tournament ops, different things like that. So um, I've got my my finger in a lot of things. Yeah, and one of the best things you have nowadays that I really enjoy, I've uh, been a, be able to be a part of a couple times now, is the PBA Junior program. Uh, people hear PBA and Junior in the same sentence, they kind of figure if they're new to bowling, how, how does that actually happen? Why don't you just uh, let everybody know what basically the PBA Junior program is and how that's really taken off over the last couple of years uh, for, for increasing youth bowling numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. So Phil, um, I mean, that, first I just want to say at the outset, one of the things that I'm extremely passionate about and the most fun part of my job is, is dealing with the youth bowlers. Um, I used to own two bowling centers and, and we were always trying to grow our youth program because we realized that if we want to have adult bowlers or competitive bowlers, they have to start with kids. And, uh, you know, one of the greatest things to see right now, I don't know if anybody out there has been to a, a high school or a collegiate competition oh, yeah. and just the energy that goes on and, and everything like that. And these, these kids are so talented today, especially with, uh, with, with the Internet and coaching and all the knowledge that they're able to gain. Um, you know, it, it's just phenomenal. Um, so we started the PBA Junior Program in the middle of the pandemic, and it was it was sort of crazy that we were would even attempt <laughs> to do something like that. Um, and and it went off great. Uh, and and it's basically PBA Junior is a club membership. So there's two different le- levels: there's a basic membership and then a, a premium. And the real difference between the basic and the premium is that with the premium you get a high five jersey along with your membership, a PBA Junior high five jersey. Um, but both of them 
come with swag. You get a, you know, a PBA hat, you get a water bottle, towel, different things like that. Uh, then you also get discounts on, on different things. And, and we also started a tournament program and PBA junior club members get a discount on the tournaments. Um, so again, going back to the pandemic, uh, the first tournaments that we ran was our PBA Junior National Championship. So we, we held five qualifiers across the country, and then we took the top two boys and top two girls from each one. Uh, we brought them to a PBA event, and during that PBA event, we taped the finals, which was on Fox FS1. Right. Um, and that then spawned into our regional program, which uh, we've been, we're entering our third year of the regionals right now in 2023. Uh, Mike, I, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm not trying to get you in trouble, I swear. Um, <laughs> but but I'm, I'm curious about something. Uh, because we talked about in the last podcast about the USBC, the future of the USBC, um, and how that all looks going forward. And I, I'm the old guy. Well, not with these uh-huh. three. I'm not the old guy. <laughs> I'm the young guy with these three. But normally I'm the old guy, you know, 46. And, you know, when I grew up uh, in youth bowling leagues and so forth, you had the patches, you had all this other stuff that that, that went along with it. Could you envision a future where the PBA essentially becomes a sanctioning body for these youth leagues around the country that want to sign up for it? Well, a sanctioning body is the wrong term, I would say. Um, you know, we, we have started our PBA League Bowler Certification Program, um, which kicked off with our Bolero-owned centers this year or last year. And then we're going into uh, ro- rolling this out to independent centers. And part of that is an awards program. Um and going back to your question, you know, like with the youth, one of the things that I would love to see uh, is is a separate youth program where we do give the kids awards. So, nice. um, you know, that it, it, to say that that's an impossibility, no, it's it's very very possible. But look, we're not trying to be the governing body of bowling. We're a membership organization first and foremost, and that's that's what we're trying to do. Is we're trying to get members and give them benefits for their membership. All right. Let me follow up. You said you had two bowling centers at one point that you owned. I'm assuming you no longer own those bowling centers, correct? That is correct. Okay. So for the youth that were bowling at your bowling centers back then, was it a lot of kids of parents that were already on bowling leagues that grew up uh, at the bowling alley and so forth, watching their, their parents bowl uh, or was it kids that were playing other sports and got lured in for one reason or another? Because my outlook on this whole thing, I feel like my kid is six and he's doing bumper bowling or whatever. And pretty much every parent bowls um, and is in a bowling league. So that's kind of how they get roped into it. Now, I, I would assume that's how it was for you as well, but I'm curious. Yeah, so it, 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 it's, and you hit it right on the head because, I mean, I, I even remember when I was a kid, uh, I used to go watch my dad bowl league, and then mm-hmm. obviously I wanted to bowl. Me too. Um, it mm-hmm. was almost it was almost a rite of passage, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if your parents bowled, you had to bowl too, For and sure. it was like that honor when you got old enough to bowl with your dad on, on on league or on a tournament or something like that. I mean, I remember going with my dad to the hoinky for the first time. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm hanging out with my dad, drinking beers in a hotel room, bowling the hoinky tomorrow. Nice. Um, so it was, it was always like a rite of passage. So I, that's sort of how it was when I owned my centers. But the other thing that we always have to remember, and this is, this holds true for the entire bowling industry is, you know, it's friends, you know, kids bowl, and then they ask a friend to bowl. And then that friend bowls because the friend asked them but maybe their parents didn't bowl. So I think it was a mix. I, th- I think if you look today, 
it might be a little bit more towards the non-bullying parents or maybe more closer to a 50-50 split. Um, because even now, like with PBA Junior, we, we get kids that sign up, they register, um, and I get emails or phone calls from parents saying, I have no clue how this works. <laughs> you know, can you yeah. explain to me what this tournament does? And do I advance? Does he go somewhere else or she goes somewhere else? Um, so I think there's a mix of both. But I still think it's really, really strong with that rite of passage and friends asking friends to bowl and, and different things like that. Now, Mike, PBA Junior isn't necessarily a fast track to getting into the to the regular PBA Regional Tour or the, the PBA Tour proper itself. But there's been a couple of really good success stories that have come out of PBA Junior over the last year. Uh, I just saw Eric Jones, who we saw recently on Fox Sports, uh, took down a regional this weekend in the Southwest region. And uh, are there plans in the future for expanding these regionals or maybe having it where kids can fast track out of the PBA junior program and maybe uh, qualify for the PBA tour, something where they might be out there for, you know, an entire a couple of events that might be sponsored or might have their entries paid for something like that? So great question. Um, and, you know, one of the things with PBA junior is we want to offer scholarship money. We want kids to get an education. Uh, we want them to further their education. So by no means, I do not, and I don't think anybody in the PBA wants to promote somebody, you know, fast-tracking to become a professional bowler and skipping college, okay? okay. Um, so, you know, it, Eric is a, is an anomaly. He's one of the kids that have done that, you know, and, and he just wants to bowl PBA. He doesn't want to bowl collegiately. I have, I have no idea what his college plans are, and I hope he's going to school. Um, but we want to push and promote that so that is the next step. Um, you know, you, we're heavily involved with the collegiate. In fact, next week uh, at the U.S. Open, we're having our second PBA collegiate tournament. Uh, last year, we had our invitational. This year, uh, we're having a collegiate invitational that's both men and women. Uh, we've expanded it this year. So we've also changed our rules for competition at regional for PBA at, uh, for collegiate players. So if somebody is on a collegiate team, they, um, they have a different rule for entry into a PBA regional event. So we changed that last year because we want the college kids to be able to participate and get that feel for what a PBA event is like. Um, because, again, once they get out of college, we, we, we want them to become members. As I see as a pro shop operator, we're seeing more of the two-handed bowlers coming up, uh, taking the sport a lot more serious. Uh, they bowl junior gold. Um, Gary Beck's tournament team masters. Uh, are you guys planning on having different divisions for the juniors like they have for junior gold, like the U20 stuff like that? eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive. That's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we do have, so our, our national championship, we basically have two divisions, the U18 girls, U18 boys. Um, our regional program, we have U18 girls, U18 boys, and U15 mixed. Uh, one of the things, I always like to say about the PBA junior program is we're constantly evolving. Uh, the first year we rolled it out, um, we listened to parents, we listened to kids, and we made changes and tweaks and then rolled them out in year two. Uh, same thing this past year going into 2023. You know, our, our, our structure, our format for our weekend tournaments is completely different. Um, going back to your question, yes, we have the different divisions. One of the things I'm searching for, and I look at tournament programs across the country, we started our PBA Junior Affiliate Program this year, um, where we partner with uh, non-PBA Junior events, where PBA Junior members that bowl those events can earn points towards an end-of-year scholarship. Nice. Um, and, and one of the things that I've noticed in looking at all these other tournaments is that what we're missing on the tournament level is the younger kids. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I see a tournament being run with U12, and there's six entries. And, you know, so it's, it's sort of hard. So one of the things that we're keeping a close eye on and trying to figure out how do we grow the competitive base for those kids? Um, So we can have a U12 mix or U12 boys and girls. Um, So, you know, the answer is yes, we have those divisions right now. They're limited. Are we anticipating possibly growing those? Yes. You know, I've got so many questions. I've got at least three in my brain right now, and I'm trying to figure (laughs) out what order to ask all of them, like sleds. Um, But by my first one, since you just brought it up, as far as how to get those younger bowlers in those tournaments, you know, when we talk about other sports, we talk about golf. That's expensive. That's an expensive sport. Hockey is an expensive sport. Travel baseball, I'm going through it. The super expensive sport. Uh, Basketball, like you talk AAU circuit and stuff, really expensive. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me, but once you get the bowling ball or bowling balls or whatever the case may be, it, it doesn't seem as expensive as a lot of these other sports. And, and I think maybe that's something that that could be marketed maybe better than it has been. I I, I spot on. Uh, I have I have preached long and hard that one of the things that the bowling industry has missed is promoting the fact that kids can earn scholarship money and that bowling is not that expensive. Right. Um, I've I, I've got two boys. They're both grown, but they both played sports in high school, middle school, everything. I've coached every sport known to man, even those I knew nothing about just because my kids participated. Um, But there's none of those sports that my kids played in where at the age of eight in a bumper league, they could earn, start earning smart money in a, in a league at a local bowling center. We, we as an industry do not promote that well enough. And I, I, I think to your point, you know, I, I see that too. I see a lot of friends of mine that I've got a friend that has had a boy and a girl and they both played goalie for hockey, which, you know, you mentioned hockey being the expensive sport. Goalie is the most expensive position on right. the team. Yep. And they were sitting there like, oh, why, why couldn't we, you know, they pick something less expensive. I'm like, why not bowling? You know? Right. Exactly. Um, so, so I think you're right. We, you know, we really need to promote that. 
And uh, it, it's, it's just something we need to, to really push. This is the other thing I, I'm curious about. What is your thoughts uh, as you travel around the country and see different things and you own bowling centers? Because when we talk about, say, travel baseball, right? You have your A team or whatever, right? And then you have your B and C teams. And the A team normally has the paid coach. The B and the C team has a parent coach. And yet you're paying the same amount of money most of the time, one way or the other. And you're probably not going to get as much out of that parent who doesn't have the coaching or the expertise or whatever the case may be. What is the coaching like, do you feel like, around the country for these youth sports at the youth level? Again, I, I think that's one of the things that we really need to focus on. Um, you know, it, 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 not to spill the beans, but one of the things I would love to see membership-wise for the PBA is to get more PBA players involved with coaching. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's one of these things. And, and you know, any sport, you could be a phenomenal player and a crappy coach, right? Yep. You don't have to be a good player to be a good coach. Correct. So we want to be able to find those players that, you know, that are good coaches and somehow get them involved and, and you know, get them a certification or what have you so that they can actively um, you know, start coaching because I, I, I feel your pain. I, I, I think it's correct that we don't have a lot of good quality coaches. Um, there's a lot of great ones out there, but you're right. You know, and, and I met it, met it before when I said I coached sports that I didn't know a thing about, um, you know, it was just, I was a body on the field, whatever the head coach to, told me to do, I did, but I, I really couldn't, couldn't do that well as a coach. We have a lot of uh, parents again, that come with their kids into the shop and we hear, that they're going off to junior gold, they're going off to team masters, but we don't hear anything about the junior PBA. For a parent listening and they have a child that is really into the sport, how do they get going with your programs? So it's it, real easy. Um, if they go to pba.com PBA um, and up on the top, there's a, a, a place you can hover where it's got PBA tour and there's when you hover over it, you'll see um, PBA junior that will click down and you just click on. And, you know, there's all the details there about membership, uh, about the tournaments, uh, everything that we have regarding PBA Junior is on that page. Or, um, I mean, they can send me an email. Um, my email is msleds at pba.com. And uh, I'd be happy to answer any questions. All right. I got, as I mentioned before, we got a lot of questions that parents ask. No doubt. I've got one last one for you. I think that's it after uh, after this one. Um, so, Again, travel baseball, right? Uh, did your kids play travel baseball at all? My my youngest son did, yes. Okay. So you know that there are what they call showcases uh, that they do. PBR does showcases. Perfect Game does showcases. You spend three $400 to have your kid go um, and go through all these different drills and so forth. They evaluate them. They rank them among the state. They rank them among the country. College coaches use that to help go recruit these kids and so forth. For me... I think that's another area where somebody, I don't know who it's going to be. Somebody could make a lot of money doing some type of showcases, the same type of deal where you're evaluating release, you're evaluating ball rev, you're re uh, evaluating uh, adjustability, different lane conditions and doing stuff like that. And then having some type of ranking system to where college coaches can go look at the best players in the country that are signing up and being a part of this and having those run. I don't know if they have to be by current PBA players, but former PBA players, former college uh, champs or whatever the case may be, that's running it. I, I think that would be another way to really kind of push out there the, the ability of these kids to go to college and really give them somewhere to go to kind of evaluate themselves against other people around the country. 
you are spot on and uh, totally agree with you. And without wanting to spill the beans, um, we are uh, I'm in discussions right now um, talking with a, a, a group that does recruit, recruiting for bowling. Um, and we're hoping to roll something out, a partnership with them in the near future that will help kids that bowl uh, get noticed by collegiate coaches. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's not to that level yet where we're going to, but they do have events around the country where they can be evaluated. Um, so we're looking at partnering with them and, uh, hopefully we'll have some news on that in the very near future. Yeah, that's great. That's mm -hmm. good stuff. Hey, Mike, you were awesome. PBA director of membership. Mike Sleds also helps to run the PBA junior program, uh, joining the spare time bowler show. Mike, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And uh, if you ever have any questions or anybody needs to reach out, happy to join you again. Thank you. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks so much. Mike. There he is, Mike Sleds, uh, PBA Director of Membership, uh, joining the show. Uh, okay, we got one more topic here before we wrap this thing up. And, and Phil wanted to do a special show last week <laughs> uh, when, when this whole thing came out. And Phil, Phil was none too happy with what the response of what was happening. So here, here's, uh, well, I'm not even going to say it. Phil, you go, you set it up, and then I'll, I'll set up the question. Go okay. ahead. Well, the USBC runs the U.S. Open, and they made an exception. It's within the rules. They have an exemption to give away a spot. Just like golf. Just That's like how golf. Tiger Woods right. ended up in the GMO or whatever it yeah. was back yeah. in his first tournament. Exactly. So Mookie Betts received the exemption, and bowling social media went absolutely insane and uh, not in a good way. I mean, for, for some of the people, people saying that guys that are – uh, PBA guys got robbed or high level amateurs got robbed of a spot, that type of thing. And uh, I just was like, you got to think of the big picture, everybody. I mean, Mookie Betts even brings a, a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand new faces to the sport for a few days. Uh, you get 10% of those people to go bowling once and it, get them to join leagues and whatever. It's going to it's going to pay for itself in the long run. Yeah, Mookie might not finish in the top 50. Mookie's going to compete. He's a solid player. We've seen him throw 300 in the World Series of Bowling. We've seen him hold his own at other regional tournaments. Uh, I, I think having Mookie there is going to be a great thing. Jimmy Allen is going to be there also, the country singer. Yeah. He's just going to bowl the PTQ because he has to be at the Grammys that, that following weekend. Uh, but Jimmy, he's learned to love the game, and he's doing things like sponsoring a tournament series out in Delaware that's a, a PBA regional host, and uh, they had a huge turnout for that a couple of weekends so, as okay. well. So the question is, do you have right. an issue with Los Angeles Dodgers outfielder Mookie mm -hmm. Betts getting an exemption uh, by the USBC to bowl in the U.S. Open? Phil has no problem with it. Dwight Albert, your, your, your thoughts? Well, I was also reading some of the comments on it, and it can go both ways. You know, I, when Phil makes the comment about Mookie, I'm thinking, well, what if he does make the cut? What if he is Holy in the crap. top 24? <laughs> you can you imagine oh if he God. makes the show? Oof. You know, um, so a uh, quick story. I was at one of our drilling seminars back in the late 90s, and Mo Pinnell was there in Illinois. And one of the pro shop guys was working with him after the seminar, like Mo always used to do. And I'm standing right next to Mo, and Mo's working with him on his physical game. Well, that guy goes and makes the top five TV show that week, um, just after a little lesson that Mo worked with him on, and no one knew who he was. He's just a pro shop operator from Illinois, but I knew the guy because I was standing right there next to him. So right. wouldn't it be a great story if Mookie broke oh, through? Yeah. And right, yeah, no, it would. It would be a great story. And you know, the, the the funny thing is, is we were just talking to Mike Sleds about you know promoting youth bowling and so forth. I think just in my brain, 
that would be a hell of a marketing campaign by the PBA right. is you have Buki bets on billboards promoting bowling or in TV commercials. Uh, you have the country singer that you were just talking right, Jimmy about, Allen, yeah. Jimmy Allen. You have him, the same thing. T.O. Well, I don't know about T.O., but maybe yeah. you use T.O. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you use different athletes that that love bowling. Like, prior to Mookie Betts and all that, the only person most people knew of that, that bowled was Jerome Betts. That was uh, Jerome Betts. Right. That, was, yeah. that was the only one, the Steelers running back back in the day, because they always talked about it. First time I saw Mookie Betts bowl, I was like, holy crap, this dude's serious. And then yeah. you go back and look at what he did as a youth coming up. He bowled bowl like for real, yes. like he was serious. You oh. know, T.O. has tried to figure out how to bowl and this whole deal over the course of the last mm-hmm. decade or whatever. But Mookie Betts does know what he- the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. I saw Jimmy Allen a little bit. Uh, he doesn't look too bad. It looks like he has an idea of what he's trying to do as well. Yeah, especially if you're just picking up the sport a couple of years ago during the pandemic. Right. I mean, it's, he's really come a long way in a short period of time. He's always picking PBA Pro. And it's not top-level PBA Pros. He's bowled some regionals as well, and he's picking their brains. So the question really is, because Mookie's going to be the qualifying, that's not going to be on TV, right? Right. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's going to be streamed, but who knows? Yeah. So I'm assuming that's going to be streamed, right? But how many people are going to go to the bowling center to see Mookie Betts try to qualify? Like, how much of a draw a is he draw. going to be? Right. Where is the U.S. Open at this year? Indianapolis, Woodland Bowl. So okay. there's usually so a big crowd there. Okay, Big's so if this, if this was in Boston, mm. good chance you flood the place. Oh, yeah. If this is in L.A., kind of. People in L.A. don't like sports all that much. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you flood it in L.A., uh, but Boston, you definitely would have flooded it. Right. So Indianapolis, Mookie Betts, I don't know. I I, I would assume that there'll some be draw. some draw for people yeah. to go down there, especially if he's signing autographs or word gets around that he's signing autographs or whatever. Uh, I think that would help too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I, I just think that when you have an exemption, I understand why people get upset and say, well, it should be for the hot young bowler that give them a chance, right? Right. Listen, let's be honest. Tiger Woods never gets that exemption at the GMO of Milwaukee back when he was a young kid. If his name wasn't Tiger Woods and he hadn't been on TV since he was a little boy with his dad, Earl, and all the exposure and publicity came with it. There, he was good, no doubt. Like he was mm-hmm. really good, but he doesn't get that if they knew they were going to get the notoriety and publicity that comes along with it. Right. That's why you use the exemption. The exemption isn't necessarily put in place to give the next bowler a free ride to to, to come and qualify. That's not what it's there for. Exemptions in these singular uh, individual sports a lot of times are used for marketing and notoriety. The sooner yeah. you figure that out, the, the easier this will be to understand. And this is really, what, just one or two tournaments for the whole PBA year? This is it. This is the only the tournament Open. he has yeah. an exemption yeah. for because pretty Masters soon Mookie's got that. spring training. Yeah. Yeah. Masters does not have that. Uh, Masters is an open qualifying field. I'd have to look at the rules to see if there is something. To, for exemptions? But I don't yeah. think there is because it's a 400-player okay. field and get your entry in. I don't think there was any exemptions for that event. But I'd have to, once again, have to check but the USBC rules. Guys, think about this. So. Let's say you have a tournament in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a, a Bucks basketball player that's a pretty good bowler and loves it. Mm-hmm. 
Hell yes, I'm gonna go see if he wants to bowl in it. Yeah. If there's a Green Bay Packer that's pretty prominent, right? AJ Dillon or whoever that w- I would have interest who lives here year round wants to come and do it in the offseason. Hell yeah, I'm gonna offer mm-hmm. AJ Dillon a chance, right? If, if Mookie but, came to Milwaukee, I would definitely be following him for a few games and see how he's you doing. You don't, you don't watch him. I, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I just want to see how good he is. I want to see if he can break through. And I, I've on the PBA tour. That is something I seriously consider. Like, let's do some research heading into cities. See, you could talk to media relations departments and find out, you know, who are the guys on this team that really like bowling that are, mm-hmm. are pretty good and, and like it. There's more than Mookie Betts in all professional sports right. that, that grew up bowling. I promise you there's more mm-hmm. than one guy that you could find in luring. Yeah. And even if it's just the PTQ, because so many PBA events nowadays have that qualifier. What's the PTQ? Pre-tournament qualifier, because they limit it to six. You keep saying initials, and I, people in the list, they might I, be like, what the hell is he talking about? Is that like about? the old rabbit squad? It's like the old rabbit squad, There's yeah. because most of the fields are limited to 60, 70 players right now on the PBA Tour. Uh, if you're not in the top exempt X number or past champion, you have to bowl that pre-tournament qualifier, and there's a certain number of spots that get in. So, yeah, so let's say, you know, Giannis all of a sudden like bowling and yes. a couple years under the belt and all of a sudden, well, here, bowl the PTQ in Milwaukee. Right. And you he, pack he's it. not going to make, yeah, he's not going to make it, it up. But you Everybody pack it. and their mother is going mm-hmm. to that thing. Right. Everybody is going. With a jersey and a Sharpie. Hell yeah. yes. And even if you don't get the autograph, you've <laughs> right, got right. video of Giannis bowling yeah. right. for the rest of your life that you're going to have saved. Yeah. The social media that'll come up from that. Yeah. Now, I get I don't know if there'll be social media that'll come from Mookie Betts in Indianapolis. I would assume you'll get some. Yeah. You'll get yeah, some I'm from sure. fans that are all excited and jacked up. Yeah, I'm sure with Bull TV streaming it, uh, I'm sure they're going to, the USBC running it, they're going to have all kinds of stuff out there. The couple of times I've run into Mookie at events when I was working with Extra Frame or Flow Bowling, uh, Mookie doesn't like drawing the attention away from the players. So hopefully, respectful. He's very respectful of the players, yeah. everything like that. Uh, but hopefully, like you said, it's going to be more the outside influence of who can you get in there to talk to Mookie, whether it's somebody from local media in Indianapolis or, or, or regional media or regional sports and, and another, get a little more attention to it. There's another aspect to this. You have to make sure the guys on the tour understand what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. we can't have a bunch of jealous PBA bowlers that they pack the house because Mookie right. or Giannis is bowling and you don't pack the house for yourself. Like we can't be that way. You have to understand the marketing and what you're trying to do, Dwight. Exactly. Um, the 300 game that he shot uh, was on the same pair with Tommy Jones, mm-hmm. and Jones was actually his cheerleader and was kind of ruining him out. Which on. is great. Right. So there's yeah. there's that support factor that you were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and and like I was talking about social media reaction the other day, it was mostly guys that were high-level amateurs or PB regional guys that were having the issue with getting him getting exemption. A lot of the guys, tour guys, were just like, "Yeah, he, he bring him on, bring him in." He know they know it's good. Stu Williams had some good reaction out there uh, as well, talking about it. And Chris Barnes, uh, they talked about it as well. How good it's going to be. Now overall. you you said last episode, Phil Barillo, two dollar Phil, follow him on Twitter <laughs> uh, uh, at Bruce City Bowling. Uh, Dwight's at Dewey three hundred. I'm at Sparky Radio. It, you said they were having the expanded stepladder, uh, expanded uh, match play right. on TV, right? Correct. He's there already. So why wouldn't you use him for the TV portion I, of this? I'm sure that. Wouldn't you put I, him in the, uh, upstairs for at least one match and talk about what he went through during the, the week, yeah, who, right. who the really good bowlers were during the week, yep. things that he saw, experiences that he had? Like to me, that's a no-brainer. I don't care right. what day you put him on because t- it's going to be a long, drawn-out thing on TV for yep. several days. But put him on TV for one of them and let him get out there 
and talk about that experience. I'm sure the PBA handles a TV telecast on Fox. It's their crew, their charge that does it. And I'm sure Tom Clark's already ran that through his brain with what we're going to do with Mookie. Yeah, you may have to pay him or whatever, but it is what it is. I mean, I think it's worth it. But going back to what we were talking about, I do think that marketing aspect of it is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Like you get Mookie Betts to do a PBA spot, right? You run it in the LA and Boston markets during baseball games. Mm -hmm. That, that's where you run it. And Bolero could be the sponsor of it or whatever. They're the ones with the money. Right. Let that be the sponsor uh, of it and promote in two of the biggest markets in the country, bowling, with yeah. a guy that they know of Mookie being on TV going, hey, y'all, you should try bowling, man. I've been bowling since I was a little kid. Maybe some home video if they have any of him bowling as a little kid or whatever else. And look at me, man. I was at the U.S. Open this year having a, having a, a, a crack at some of the best bowlers in the country. Day two or three, whatever else. And get this. It's not an expensive sport, man. All you need is a bowling right. ball and you're good to go. Right. Entry fees are eight, 10 bucks a week. Like we all could be a member of a bowling right. league. Mm-hmm. A little Johnny listen to get hope. You could get college scholarship money. If you're good enough right. at bowling college, he is perfect to help mm-hmm. give that message. Right. Uh, the country singer whose name I continue. Jimmy Allen. Jimmy Allen. Could do it in Nashville. Is another one that is perfect for that. You know, and I, it's funny about Jimmy Allen. I've seen how about American Idol. I saw about the voice right. and I still always forget his name. But, <laughs> Because uh, I'm old, just go back to previous <laughs> podcasts. You'll understand more how I have no memory currently. But I, I think that is something, an angle that Bolero could take mm-hmm. by attaching themselves to those guys and then picking and choosing what markets you want to run ads in. I, I don't know. It makes all the sense in the world. Well, me. and it's so much better than some of the marketing stuff they had in the past, where they took Michael Jordan and Mary Lou Retton. We remember those failed yep. campaigns back in the back in the '90s and early 2000s, where it was just you get the face on the sport. But now we see people actually enjoying that sport you didn't you never saw mary lou with a bowling ball in her hand except one time in a commercial or in a billboard or whatever you see jimmy allen you see mookie betts with it all the time you see chris paul with it all the time i mean there's enough athletes superstars music stars that are really starting to take bowling seriously and i was bored this weekend watching ridiculousness and i find out that they bowl they bowl uh, whatever uh, chanel west coast and steel O'Brim are they bowl together in a league really yeah so i mean bring them into the next celebrity event yeah see that's cool it's pretty neat Mm -hmm. every time i see something with celebrities uh i I, a couple weeks ago i I texted tom clark because i saw akon as a bowling uh, center in his house he has a two-lane bowling center in his home that's awesome And he bowls all the time with his kids there's an akon still got enough people that follow him yep that's 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 the thing right use those people To help get eyeballs on your product yeah. and let people fall in love with your sport. That's Bill, that's the goal. Bill just said it earlier. It's about the big picture. Yeah. It's you not know, about, this is all about the big picture. Right. It's, it's the growth of the sport. Correct. Nobody has to average 200 every time they go out. No. Get out. This, let's bring in the people. I want to go out, have a good time, and then turn around and follow the people that are the exceptionally best at our sport right. and watch them on TV and maybe get a few more subscribers for Bull TV. That type of thing. But yeah, the the big picture, it's there's so much more than what some people are. Just worried about oh, Mookie's bowling. Totally agree. He is Phil Brawler. Follow him on Twitter at Bruce City Bowling. Dwight Albrecht. Follow him at Dewey 300. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Record on Tuesday mornings. Uh, and Well, Tuesdays at some point. Tuesday mornings. <laughs> and then it's uh, posted on Wednesday mornings. As soon as you wake up, go download uh, the Spare Time Bowling Show, whether it be on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, whether it be Google Podcasts, whether it be Apple or Spotify. Go find us, download us, listen, tell your friends, tell your family members. Spare Time Bowling Show is back, baby. Uh, this is episode four uh, of this season. Uh, first time being back since 2019. Have a good one. Toodles.